Drive into left center, and what a play made by the rookie Brian O'Grady. Pitch. Oh, into right field. Brian O'Grady, first big league home run. Fly ball, center field struck well. Marisnik going back at the wall. Gone! Welcome back, Brian O'Grady. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 35 of Breaking Bats, presented to you by Not For Long Media. This is a special extra episode of the week. We got the playoffs coming up. We're going to talk about our at least the wild card round right now. Um, and with me, as always, J.A., what is going on, dude? I know we just uh, just did an episode, but we're back at it, and you got your Beautiful Seattle Mariners, Adam Frazier jersey on, repping a friend of the pod and the playoff bound Mariners. So what do we got, dude? It's exciting. Yeah, today, Friday, when this episode comes out, it's the first It's the first games of the first round of the playoffs. So we're going to be doing a wild card preview for everybody this week, breaking down all of the wild card matchups. And at the end, we'll be doing our predictions as to how we think the bracket's going to turn out. So it's like March Madness in October. Put on my Joe Lenardi hat, do a little bracketology. It'll be a good time. Uh, but yes, a shout out, friend of the podcast, Adam Frazier. I went out and bought his Mariners jersey in the Northwest Green. If you're watching on video, if you're listening, it is it is a beautiful specimen of a jersey. So uh, I wanted to wanted to give a shout out to our guy, Frazier. Um, I, I, you know, just a little teaser of things to come. I like the Mariners a lot. I like the Mariners a whole lot. So uh, it's, it's going to be a good time. But yes, a little mini episode on a Friday here for everybody. But before we get to all the, the breakdowns and the predictions, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Psalm Sleep. Are you having trouble getting enough sleep at night? I sure am. Psalm Sleep has you covered. The scientifically advanced Psalm snack includes ingredients that are naturally found in your body like GABA, magnesium, and melatonin. Sleep is the best form of recovery, and it has helped people everywhere take their game to the next level. It's simple. All you have to do is drink one serving just 30 minutes before bed, and your body will naturally calm itself down. Other sleep supplements leave you feeling groggy in the morning, but not Psalm Sleep. Wake up feeling refreshed and ready to conquer the day. Go to GetSom.com, click shop, and enter the code BATS, B-A-T-S, at checkout for 10% off of your entire order of Psalm Sleep. All right, we're going to start on the AL side of the postseason bracket with the Tampa Bay at Cleveland. Uh, Tampa Bay has the 6 seed. Cleveland Guardians are your 3 seed. I'm going to do a little bit of, of setting up. We're going we're gonna to do a little setup here. Uh, the record. So when these two teams played each other in the regular season, the Rays had two wins and the Guardians had four. Uh, the total runs in this matchup were pretty even. The Rays had 18, the Guardians had 22, so not a big disparity there. Um, the last time these two teams played, there were two extra inning games, which I thought was interesting. And a uh, fun little nugget is that, and I for, actually forgot about this, is that Kevin Cash, the manager of the Rays, actually coached under Terry Francona in Cleveland back in 13 and 14. Um, Brian, let's let's talk about pitching matchups, though. Game one, we got your guy Shane McClanahan against, uh, I almost said Justin Bieber. Shane Bieber. Um, the Biebs, Bieber fever. Um, Bieber's last time out against the Guardians, he got four runs and in six innings. Uh, and then in game two, it doesn't look like the Rays have announced their game two starter as of yet, but the Guardians are going to be rolling out Tristan McKenzie, very under the radar, good pitcher there in Cleveland this year. Um, so... First, first impressions, pitching matchup in game one, McClanahan Bieber. That might be one of my favorite matchups in the entire postseason game one there. Yeah, I think this series is going to be phenomenal. I think it's just such an interesting matchup of these two teams, uh, kind of the low key teams there, you know, in the playoffs. And I believe 
that Cash came out and said that Glasnow was going to start game two whenever that was. So I believe that matchup is Glasnow McKenzie. So yeah, McClanahan Bieber and Glasnow McKenzie, if I'm if I'm right about that, is two very, very good pitching matchups. But I just think these teams are so similar in in their kind of how they're built and how kind of low key they are. And I'm just excited to to watch it and kind of see how it plays out. I will say uh, Tampa has a little bit of experience in these situations. So we'll see if that, if that plays a role in it. What do you think? Uh, first of all, great call in the glass. Now starting game two, he, he was announced as a game two starter. And now I look on MLB.com in the game two matchup for the guardians. They have TBD listed as their starter uh, as of Thursday morning when we're taping this. So who the hell knows? Uh, it'll probably be Tristan McKenzie. He's been their guy the entire season, but um, pitching matchups are going to be so much fun. Um, I have a couple X factors though. I think first of all, in Tampa Bay, they have to get Randy Rosarena going. This guy, first of all, when he can, when he gets hot, he can carry a lineup, but he's been batting 083 in his last seven games. So I think if Tampa wants to have success in this series, they're going to have to get uh, Randy going at the plate and also the bullpen. You know, we've talked about obviously our guy, Pete Fairbanks, the, their ERA this season has been the seventh best in baseball. So I think Tampa kind of has the edge when it comes to overall bullpen depth and quality of relievers. Um, but obviously Cleveland, we talked about it with Bieber and McKenzie. Their starting pitching is fantastic. Both of those guys have sub threes, 200-ish innings between them. If they pitch like they have all season, Tampa is going to be in, it's going to be, they're going to be in trouble because uh, Cleveland can obviously ha- roll out some dudes on the bump there that are, are you know, are fantastic. So um, it, it, right. It's going to be a fun series. I don't know if it's going to be a lot of high scoring games. I don't, I don't know if you see these offenses putting up, you know, I don't know if they have the firepower to go in like a, you know, slug it out duel, but um, who do, who do you think's got the edge in terms of like bullpen pitching and then starting pitching? I got to go with the, I got to go with the Rays, top to bottom. I got to go with the Rays. I think uh, obviously Bieber is, is electric and uh, Emmanuel class A at the end of that bullpen is, is electric, but just uh Top to bottom, what the Rays do it, and you know you're talking about McClanahan and then Glass now, and then Jeffrey Springs had an unbelievable year. All those guys in the bullpen, Pete, Jason, Adam, guys you most people have never even heard of who were just nasty. Uh, the way the Rays mix and match that stuff and just piece together games, and like I said before, their experience uh, as a coaching staff and as players. I like the I like the race in the series. I do. I think I think it's a a great series, but I, I do like the race. So in terms of my pick for this series, I'm going to go Tampa as well. Um, they, Tampa has lost five in a row, so that's something we probably need to mention in all of this. Is that we talk about teams that get hot at the right time and roll into the postseason with a lot of momentum. That's not Tampa, but I guess you and I are both looking at them as they've been there, they've done that. When the lights shine the brightest, that's when you get the best out of Tampa. I'm assuming. Yeah, I. I think you're exactly right but I I just, I just think this is a really cool series I, I think this was the the I think especially in the AL that both matchups are really really cool matchups I think so too yeah I, I think there's there's a lot of different storylines when we talk about these AL side of the bracket here uh, and that kind of rolls into our next game we have the Seattle Mariners playing their games at the Toronto Blue Jays this is the Mariners they're the five seed the Blue Jays are the four seed uh, th- again very very interesting matchup here so let's talk about the record against this season. So in the games that the Mariners and Blue Jays played, the Mariners had five wins and the Blue Jays only had two. Seattle swept a very big four-game set 
at or against Toronto. They were in Seattle. Uh, they outscored them 21 to 11 that series. Just absolutely steamrolled through them. Um, a couple of things of note, Julio Rodriguez is back. He's healthy. He hit an upper deck home run on Wednesday. I think he's he's going to be your guy at the plate there for the Mariners. Uh, Jesse Winker was put on the IL, and, and they recalled outfielder Taylor Trammell. Um, so, but, you know, Winker has kind of scuffled this year. He's hit, He was hitting 219, and he has a negative .3 war. So, um, you know, it, it, it'll be, it remains to be seen what that kind of impact that'll have on the Mariners lineup there. Um, a couple X factors, though, that I wanted to talk about. Toronto's Game 1 starter is going to be Alec Manoa. He has been basically unhittable. In his last seven starts, a .94 ERA, and on the season, it's a 2.24. And also, the Blue Jays' offense have just been firing on all cylinders. They have five guys with at least 24 homers, and the team itself led baseball with a .264 batting average. Um, Toronto, just top to bottom, looks like an absolute juggernaut in this series. Like pitching, offense, this team, that's how they're able to lock up that four seed. What do you think about Toronto? They can hit the Manoa is great. Manoa is definitely nasty, and beating him in a, in a game like that is going to be tough. But to me, Toronto, they just hit the shit out of the ball. They had a bunch of dudes who can really hit. You said five guys with 20, 24 homers at least? Yeah, I at mean, least 24. That is – that's special. Uh, so they can slug it out with you, but at the same time, you know, you get Luis Castillo on that bump. It's a tough guy to to slug some homers off of it and do that. So Toronto's at home. They got Manoa. That first game, I think, is 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 a tough tough game. Even if Castillo is on the is on the bump for the for the Mariners, but after that, if I'm Seattle, I feel I feel pretty good. Even if we if we don't win that first game. Um, and now that you like you said, Julio Rodriguez is back. That is, I think that makes just a world of difference for the Mariners. I mean, obviously he's had an unbelievable season, but just in everything they do, man, I, it, it starts with him. So he's back out there. They got to be feeling better. I, I really like this Blue Jays teams, but I don't know, man. I think the Mariners, you know, they broke the that drought, getting to the playoffs. I feel like they're they're gonna steal this series and and you know, move on to the next round. They're not, they're not going out in the first round uh, after all this time without making the playoffs. That's such a great point is that you're right. After everything that this team has been through, like the first time making the playoffs and and was it 20 years? Was it 2001? I think it was a one. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it would just be, it would be a shame to have all of this stuff happen (laughs) and then just get bumped in the first round. Like that's not how, I don't think this team sees himself going out, but it's tough because we talked about this, I think, on our episode this week, was that at the Rogers Center during the playoffs, it is an atmosphere unlike anything else because that's a team that has an entire country behind them. It's not like a, a team that has like a big city or whatever. The, the entire country of Canada follows and roots for the Blue Jays. So when it comes time to the playoffs, you're right. The Joey Bats 2015 ALDS home run, the bat flip, like it, it's it's a tough place to play. And the fact that all three games potentially – if it goes three, are going to be played in Toronto. It's it's tough for the Seattle Mariners, but th- I think the Mariners have great rotation depth. I think their their rotation depth, I think, is a little bit better than Toronto. Uh, Robbie Ray, Gilbert, George Kirby, who's probably going to be up there for Rookie of the Year, and Luis Castillo, like you mentioned. Uh, a great bullpen to boot. So our, our Game 1 matchups, like you said, Luis Castillo versus Alec Manoa, a great pitching matchup. I'm going to, for picks here, I'm taking the Mariners. Uh, I think that I think they find a way to get it done. 
in hostile territory in Toronto. Is, is Seattle your pick as well? Seattle's my pick. I think, but I do think this series is has the potential to just be phenomenal. Three games, and I, it's just, yeah, in in Toronto, how that that place is, and just these two teams. I man, there's some awesome players on both sides, and I think it's just going to be a super. I hope it goes three. I hope it's as entertaining as I think it's going to be. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I feel like the Mariners just gotta just gotta sneak it out. Ride this wave, man. Cal Raleigh, that home run to send him into the postseason. I think we're going to see a lot of big-time moments from like that, uh, from some unsung heroes there on the Seattle Mariners. All right, so that is our AL side of the postseason bracket. Before we get to the Phillies playing the Cardinals, we have an ad. Yeah, the Phillies series is going to be brought to you by our sponsor, the Original Fudge Kitchen. You can find them online at fudgekitchenswithans.com. If you're down the shore, Philly, Jersey Shore listeners, for the, as the season winds down here, they got uh, stores in Cape May, Wildwood, North Wildwood, Ocean City, and Stone Harbor. Go check them out. And if not, they ship sweet treats and fudge all over the country, and you can get that at Fudge Kitchens with an S.com. That's the original Fudge Kitchen. Before we get to this game, what would you say the breakdown of Jersey Shore fandom is? Do you think most people are going to the shore from Philly or New York? So that is, that's a great question, first of all. Second of all, that is a very geographically dependent question. So if you're like everybody from Philly and the surrounding areas, for the most part, go to the South Jersey Shore, where we're, where we're talking about, you know, our, the original Fudge Kitchen being. So down there is basically East Philadelphia when the, when the summer hits. What, but, you know, going to Rutgers, Central Jersey, and – learning new jersey as i did then um new york and all the rest of jersey goes to north jersey and and stuff like that and they're typically yankees fans um and i would i would say in general like south jersey is very south (laughs) like it is just the very south jersey and then what you would look on a map and see is like central new jersey and like just above south jersey is t- is like north jersey they're all they're all new york fans it's just fascinating yeah i, I i've you know as a marylander <laughs> i never never been to the jersey shore um i feel bad not being from the jersey not going to the jersey shore after we talk about them every single week with the original fudge kitchen but yeah that's just that's just something that a marylander just has no idea about so yeah i guess i guess you're right but that's next summer we'll have to get up there go to south jersey sounds like it's a little bit more fun it's a great time i highly recommend it and yeah it's uh you know, it's a lot of South Jersey, man, is 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 actually very rural. There's not a lot going on in between, uh, like right on the other side of the river from Philadelphia, and then until you hit the beaches, there's not a whole lot <laughs> going on there. So, uh, like where Mike Trout's from, it's a little bit of a you know little country kind of kind of place, and so there's not a ton of people. But yes, when the summer hits, it's East Philadelphia, and down there is packed and a great time. Dang. All right. Wait, oh yeah, shout out Millville, New Jersey. Yeah, uh, Our next series is the Phillies. They're going to be playing at the Cardinals this series, the six-seed Phils against the three-seed Cards. Uh, so, games against, the record against this season, the Phillies, four wins, the Cardinals had three wins. All of uh, all the Cardinals' three wins came in back in early July. Or actually, all these games, I think, were played back in early July. I think it went like, these two teams played, and I think there was like a three-game set in between, and then they just played each other again, which I love when the teams have to play each other that often in a short period of time. Um, things to note, Zach Wheeler for the Phils. He beat the cards in back-to-back starts 
this season, he pitched seven shutout innings both times. So that'll be a fun thing to watch is that it looks like Zach Wheeler kind of has the Cardinals number. So that'll be that'll be interesting. The Phillies have the rotation set. They're going to obviously start our guy Zach Wheeler in game one. Aaron Nola, who just threw a gem his last time out, will be in game two. And Ranger Suarez, who uh, been kind of like a very under-the-radar good pitcher th- for them this season. He'll be your game three starter for the Phillies if necessary. All right, guys to watch. I did a lot of research on this series. In games against the Cardinals this season, Alec Bohm was 8 for 19. He, sl- he had a slash line of 421, 429, and 842 with two bombs. So Alec Bohm kind of loves hitting against the Cardinals. And then on the other side, Nolan Arenado went 10 for 22 against the Phils. He slashed 455, 520, 1,000 with three home runs. So a couple things to, to note, to watch for if you're, if you're watching this series. Um, what, what, are your, what are your first impressions of Phillies and Cardinals? First impression is, you know, the trio of Cardinals playing possibly their last games and possibly their last home games. Uh, you have pool holes, Molina and Wayne right there. Uh, but, you know, the Cardinals are a good team. They have a lot of good players. Those three guys I just said, Goldschmidt and Arenado have been just fantastic all year. And then the Phillies obviously have star power too. So I do think it, that's a, it's an interesting matchup. And um, I like the Phillies pitching actually a little bit more. I think Zach Wheeler is one of the more underrated pitchers in all of baseball. I faced him a long time ago when he was with the Mets and thought he was gross back then when he wasn't really, uh, you know, nobody really cared about him. And now I, I, I think he's really good. Aaron Nola is really good too. But if the – Phillies hitters, if if Bryce Harper and Real Muto and Hoskins, if these guys can can show up, they'll win this series. But my gut's telling me that you know pull holes. These guys are making one last little run. They're going to win this series, uh, and Arenado and Goldschmidt are going to be the superstars that they are. And at home, I think the Cardinals pull pull this series out. But I do think it'll again will be uh, some good games. Bush Stadium in the playoffs with everything you just mentioned with the, the three guys, the Pujols, the Yachty's, the Wainwrights. People are going to want to see them just in case that is the last time they ever put on a Cardinals uniform. So I feel like there will be a little bit of that let's win it for those guys kind of mentality. Um, I keep looking. I was doing that when you're when you're talking there. I keep looking for the Cardinals rotation order on Thursday, and they haven't released it yet. But they have some options. You, can, you know, you could go Wainwright, obviously. Miles Michaelis has been very good this season. Uh, Quintana they just picked up from the Pirates I think has been very very good and obviously Montgomery who they picked up from the Yankees um, so they have they have a lot of rotation options you know we Zach Wheeler obviously shoves against them Nola almost had six and two-thirds a two-hit ball last time out so um, it'll be a very fun pitching matchup um, but in terms of x-factor I think I wanted to give a shout out to Ryan Helsley from the Cardinals have you looked at this guy's stats this season he's nine and one with a one two five dude I Pinch hit against him. Say pinch hit. I think it was a pinch hit last year in San Diego against him, and he wasn't really like established yet. And he's still throwing a hundred and two like he does. And I ended up swinging at like two sliders that didn't even reach the plate, and uh, struck out. And I was like talking to Flash afterwards, and he's like, "This guy's pretty good, huh?" And I'm like, "Dude, what the fuck? Yeah, who the fuck is this guy?" And uh, you know, obviously everything that he's done since then has made me feel better about that at bat. So yeah, he's pretty good. I love how a reliever, like a, I think this is our primary closer. It just has nine wins. Like 
I, yeah. the, the, the Orioles used to have a guy like that, Brad Brock, and they used to call him the Vulture because he would always come in and steal wins. I think there was one year he might have had 10 wins as a reliever. I'm like, how? That's how, do you, how do you always just come in and, and vulture these wins off of the starter? But yeah, he's 9-1 and one this season. So shout out Ryan Helsley. It's fantastic. Um, and I looked at Ryan Helsley's stats against the Phillies this year. Phillies fans, you might want to close your ears because if it gets to the back end of the bullpen, it's not looking great for your side. Helsley held the Phillies to a .071-143-071 slash line in three games, and they had 13 at-bats against them. So that's – they can't touch him. So you just got to just gotta pray that you have a lead, uh, the Phillies do, going into the – you know, going into this series because if the Cardinals do and it's late, I don't know what this guy's walkout song is, but it's probably electric if he has these kind of stats. But um, it's – you know, probably actually, I think he might be the one that uses hell's bells. I might've seen that on TikTok. Yeah. I think they just did a whole, I, I, I can't remember what the song is, but I, they did, did like a whole custom, you know, the lights and everything. Once all that stuff kind of started blowing up this year. So he's got something. Ah, okay. September 7th, Cardinals, Ryan Helsley debuts new hell's bells themed entrance. And they flashed the entire stadium goes red with like the, the scoreboard projecting just a beam of red light. Okay. That's <laughs> badass. It's pretty good, but yes, the my, I'm I'm rolling with St. Louis in this in this series. That's gonna be my pick as well. They have the NL MVP Paul Goldschmidt, Arenado, Pujols. I mean that the lineup just I I don't see how the Cardinals don't win this series. And if and if the Phillies do end up winning that series, you can clip that part and hold it against us. So that'll be a fun little tidbit there for everybody listening. Um, last up, the last game we want to preview on the wild card round is Brian's Padres. They're gonna be going at the New York Mets. Padres are the five seed. The Mets are the four seed. Uh, the record against this season is very good for the Padres. The Padres had four wins, and the Mets only had two. And the, in those series, the Padres outscored them 36-23. to 23. And uh, in one of those series back in early June, the Padres' two wins were 7 nothing and 13-2. to two. So if you're a Padres fan, you got to be hoping that there's some of that left, some of that magic left, because Chris Bassett gave up seven runs in one of those games in three and a third. Um Something interesting to note about this series is pitch up, pitching matchups, though. I read a whole piece. I think Joel Sherman from the New York Post is breaking this down. The New York Mets, they're planning to start Scherzer game one. It'll be Scherzer and you Darvish. And they're going to try, if possible, to rest Jacob DeGrom for the NLDS. And these, it's like the, the Charlie Day, uh, it's always sunny, like Pepe Silvia kind of weird thing here. Because bear with me, if the Mets win game one, Bassett would start game two. If the Mets lose game one, DeGrom would start game two. And if the Mets win the opener but then lose game two, DeGrom would start game three. So I don't know if that made any sense. I don't know why they've made it so complicated, Mets. Why can't you just lay out your starters? But this is kind of where we're at in terms of pitching matchups. <laughs> what, what do you think about that? I mean, that's that, do you think they're tinkering a little bit too much? I, yeah, at the end of the day, yes. I get why you would want DeGrom on the bump game one for that series but you gotta get there you gotta you gotta get there so this is we talked about this before we started recording and it's already documented the Mets have been my pick since before the season started when we when we world series I had the Mets over don't worry about who I picked in the AL but doesn't matter it doesn't matter the, the Mets is all that matters and so I got to roll with the Mets. Sorry, Padres fans. I got to stick with stick to my guns at the beginning of the season. I got to just got to roll with it. 
It's not my fault you guys ended up matched up with them in the first round. But this is making me not feel good about it. <laughs> about it. I don't like that. I don't like that juju that they're they're throwing out there with like, hey, you know, we're gonna try to save the Grom if we can. No, you put you put your Scherzer and the Grom out there, and that's that's it. Now you can't sleep on the Padres. This made me feel really uneasy because Padres got some dudes who can swing it. They got you know Machado, Soto, who if play like they're capable of, hit like they're capable of, can take over a series and you can be done. They also have you Darvish and Blake Snell and Joe Musgrove who are all three very good pitchers right there. So I, and the Mets are missing Starling Marte still. They obviously have not played great down the stretch here because the Braves caught them and took the division. So I, this is, it's making me feel uneasy. It's like they're just playing with fire. So I'm going to stick with, with my pick of the Mets, but man, it's making, it's, it's making me nervous thinking about all this now, but I'm, I'm going with the Mets. I think this is another great series. Uh, our first base coach from Potters last year, Wayne Kirby is the Mets first base coach now too, which is hysterical to have uh, that little dynamic going on there too. But man, you put Scherzer and DeGrom out there, and that's the end of the story. Still picking the Mets. <laughs> what do you got? In the words of Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend, because I have some stats to back up my pick. Uh, I'm, of course, going with the Padres. So, you Darvish against the Mets, he allowed one run and 14 innings across two starts. So, that's good for the Padres. Juan Soto, he played on a little team called the Nationals, and he played the Mets a whole heck of a lot. And I looked at his career numbers against the Mets. He's a 303 hitter, 71 hits, 16 homers, and 42 RBIs in 68 career games against the New York Mets. That's good news. I know that the Mets have been flailing lately. That's why I'm going to go with the Padres, baby. Time to shine. Hashtag time to shine. San Diego Padres. Slam Diego's back, baby. Um, so, yeah, I, I had no allegiance to the Mets to have at the beginning of the year, so... I was under no reason to be. I was. I was not compelled to pick them in this series, but it'll be. This might be my favorite series to watch. I know we talked about the other three are going to be fantastic, but in terms of just this series has stars, they have you know storylines. If the Mets lose this series, it'll be hilarious on Twitter to watch Mets fans blow up. So please give me the Padres. Yeah, I listen. You know, I'm a little biased to the Padres, and I can definitely see them winning this series. Everything you just said. I, I don't know. I like it's almost like destiny too that the Mets are gonna collapse and that the Padres win this series and end up playing the Dodgers like it's like bound to happen somehow, which is scaring <laughs> me too. It's just like destiny. So I can definitely see that happening, which by the way, if that does happen would be fucking electric series, I hope. Because the Dodgers kinda own the Padres, but would be awesome to watch. But man, Seriously, these these wild card. I think all four of these uh, these series are are really interesting and in, in in different ways, and I think they're all going to be very good series. So MLB and the fans, I think, are are going to get what they wanted with the expanded for all the not all the but some of the complaining that was happening about you know there's too many teams getting in now and it's too easy. I think these series and matchups will kind of shut anybody up that was saying that, and that may have been me. No, I think. I think this is the perfect amount. If you add any more teams, too many. But this is this is acceptable. 
I had a, a, a very spirited debate last night with one of my friends about I missed the one game wild card. It was pure chaos. It was managers. It, it was the better manager wins. It was every at bat counts. Every pitching change counts. If you've messed that up, sorry, you know, ha- good luck next year. And if you don't want to be in that situation, then just win your division. So, so yeah. Would you want, would you want this, this amount of teams, but instead of three game series, you go one. Absolutely. It would be pure chaos. I got, it would be. And I got one better for you too, because in Japan and they do it in Korea too, I believe in Japan, not this first round, like this first round for us is best of three, but the next round, if we win, we play against Oryx in a seven game series, but they start with one win. So it's technically we got to beat them four times and they only got to beat us three. So what yeah. if they did? So what if you did the wild card series was the same amount of teams right now and the home, the, the higher seed starts with a win. So they only got to win one game, but the other team's got to beat them. The lower seed's got to beat them twice. Oh, wow. That would make all the old heads in baseball make their head explode. That would, that, so that would be like, <laughs> but it would, it would give you, it would give you the for the away team, you know that that first game, and I, I think this is crazy too, but it's just kind of popping my head right now, and it sounds pretty interesting. That first game for the the visiting team for the lower seed is is do or die, right? So they're going all out for that, and then if they win, there you go. It's you got your one game elimination, and it's nuts anyway. So I. I'm talking myself into it right now. As we <laughs> You're slowly talking I yourself never, into it. Like, I literally didn't think about this at all until right now, but I, I'm kind of for it because you're right. The one, one game wild card series were nuts. It gave us so many memorable moments, and like I just worry that we're going to kind of lose some of that awesomeness in a three game set where you got to win two, and, and I don't like the fact it's all at the higher seeds park, like. That's the best part about these games is that scene, the cool fan interactions, the the pirates chanting Cueto, dropping the ball. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, give me the one game, but I would I wouldn't even be opposed if they added so four wild card teams, but then just all one game playoffs. Let's let's add another. Bear, bear with me. Let's just add another. That way, the Orioles could get into the playoffs this season, and then just have a series of one game playoffs, and then who knows? Who knows what happens? Because if all you gotta do is make it to the big dance, and anything could happen. Like the uh, they do like the NBA play-in games. Yeah, the, <laughs> that the, was it. The nine and ten seeds. Yeah, I don't even know something like that. Yeah, no, but I, it's it's interesting, man, for sure. Because the the one games are in baseball, you you don't know what's gonna happen. Exactly. Typically, in a longer series, the better team is gonna is gonna win eventually. But one game, man, that's a that's a fucking toss up. So the Nationals many can happen. Nationals would not, probably would not have beaten the Brewers in a three-game set or in any longer of a series of games in 2019. Brewers were the better team. They had Christian Yelich was having a fantastic season. Their bullpen was better. The Nationals probably couldn't have hung around with them. So, But that one game, they rode the momentum all the way to a World Series and haven't been the same since. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think... It, we'll talk about you know all these great postseason matchups and everything, but there's just still a part of me that just can't quit that one game. I don't know. It's like the ex girlfriend just can't get over. It. It's like, damn, yeah, that was that was so much fun. All the good times that we had. It's intense, man. All or nothing. There's, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's let's get off the nostalgia train and we'll, we'll get on to our, our predictions. So, um, 
I on MLB.com they have the postseason bracket challenge. Uh, I filled mine out last night. I don't think you can submit it when I did mine, but um, let well, let's okay. So let's kind of recap all of our picks here. So we'll start at the top of the bracket. The Astros, of course, have the bye in the first round. So Blue Jays and Mariners, we both had the Mariners. Guardians and Rays, we both had Tampa, I think. Both, yep, both had Tampa. Okay, and then the Yankees have a bye. So uh, on the NL side, Dodgers have a bye. Mets and Padres, I have the Padres, you have the Mets. Uh, Cardinals and Phils, we both have the Cards, and then the Braves have a bye. So let's talk ALDS. Astros and Mariners, I have the Mariners advancing to the ALCS. Who do you have? Astros, man. They just you got the Astros. Yep. Yeah. I, I looked at like the uh the standings against each other this season a lot when making my picks. And so the uh the Mariners had seven wins and the Astros had twelve wins against those two teams head to head this year. Um here's to hoping that the Mariners can can pull out three in a row in a best of five. Um all right. Uh next up, Rays and Yankees. Uh, I have the the New York Yankees, unfortunately, move into the ALCS. Who do you have? I have the Rays because the Rays just seem to kind of own the Yankees a little bit. And, and you know, when this time comes, we'll get more into it. But just real fast is uh, all the pressure's on the Yankees, man, especially when you get to the playoffs. Like, if the Rays go into that series playing against the Yankees, the Rays got nothing to lose, dude. They're supposed to be little brother. The Yankees are supposed to win the World Series or it's a lost year. And yeah, I, I don't know. It, the Yankees know the Rays kind of got them somehow, and it's. I, th- I think there's something to it. I think so too. Yeah, let's. Well, let, it remains to be seen. I just feel like the Yankees. Obviously, when the, when this series starts, we'll talk more about it. But uh, the Yankees have to win this series, otherwise, it's an abject failure. Um, on the NL side, Dodgers. I have them going against the Padres in that series. I have the Dodgers advancing to the NLCS. Who do you have, Dodgers Mets? I'm, this is very tough because the Dodgers have obviously been a juggernaut. But uh, I'm, like I said, I'm sticking with my guns. Mets, DeGrom and Scherzer, put them on the bump. Don't save them. Mets move on. All right. Uh, and then finally, we have the Cardinals. They're going to be playing the Braves in, in our projected matchups. Uh, I have the Atlanta Braves advancing to the NLCS once again. Who do you have? I'm with you on that one. I got the Braves. They're been there done that all right so now alcs nlcs on the al side i have the mariners going against the yankees and i have the seattle mariners going to the world series is this the first time they've ever been to a world series it might be i don't think they ever have don't fact check us on that we're just gonna say that (laughs) if you say anything confidently people will believe it so uh i have the mariners uh who do you have advancing to the world series uh i got the astros the Astros, man, like I said, they just, I don't know, they just keep winning every year. I look, oh, So, ha, you can fact check us. The, the Mariners are the only team in the current Major League uh, organization to have never played in the World Series, 1977 to today. That's actually very sad. Um, so, hey, they, they get the monkey off their back, and they're in, they're in it again this year, or they're in it this year. Um, all right, NLCS, Dodgers and Braves. Uh, I have the Dodgers advancing to the World Series. You have the Mets and the Braves. Who's advancing the World Series? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm sticking with the Mets. I think the Braves caught them in the regular season, but the Mets are, are gonna be rolling and they take the playoff or the postseason from them and Mets go to the World Series. All right. This is what it all comes down to our World Series predictions in our postseason bracket. 
I have the Seattle Mariners going to play the LA Dodgers, and I have the LA Dodgers winning the World Series this year. Uh, so I think I called that at the beginning of the year, but maybe not the AL side. We'll have to really talk about that. Uh, who is your, who's winning your World Series between the Astros and the Mets? Yeah, so I got the Astros versus the Mets, and I'm pretty sure that's what I predicted to start the season. I definitely didn't pick the White Sox from the AL. So, no. um, but I'm going to pick the Mets. The Mets were my preseason pick. Like I said, I'm going to stick to my guns and roll with it. Scherzer, DeGrom, on the bump. I'm taking them. Lindor and uh, old Pete have a great postseason. Mets take it home. All right, yeah, and so both of us have, have stayed true to our, our preseason World Series predictions. Um, we don't really need to talk about the AL side. I don't think that's really relevant to any of this. But, uh, you know, you have the Mets winning it all. I have the Dodgers winning it all. It'll be fun to watch. I keep telling everybody that asked me about the playoffs this year. I think it's going to be the most fun in, in recent memory. Um, so hopefully hopefully it lives up to the expectations here. I agree, man. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun, even though I'm probably spot on about my predictions anything could happen and it'll be very entertaining no matter what so um i'd love to i'd love to see some other scenarios play out but i'm probably right because you know yeah it's just how it goes again say anything confidently people will believe you i don't know if people realize this um all right two last things and and then we'll run out of here and let you guys enjoy your friday fill with a weekend full of beautiful playoff baseball uh, so we wanted to give a shout out to friend of the podcast actions over words. It's an apparel brand with the mission of encouraging people to use their actions instead of their words. They were founded in Cape May, New Jersey by Alec Levin. They donate $5 of every sale to charities around the world. So check them out at ActionsOverWordsApparel.com. Use the promo code N4L for 10% off of your order of tees, hats, hoodies, and more. And finally, we, we mentioned this on our episode of our other episode this week. Uh, football season is here. People not for long media podcast family has tons of great content for you to check out. This week's Colin Thompson show, their guest was the Carolina Panthers defensive tackle, Matt Ioannidis. It was a fantastic interview that I was a part of. And also be sure to check out our other Not For Long Media podcast, Two Girls, One League, and Aggies with Harry Mays and Jason Martinez. So lots of lots of great stuff for everybody to check out. Uh, that kind of wraps up our first of two podcasts a week. It's going to be a lot more of Brian and I, maybe with some special guests thrown in. It, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch the month of October. It's just, it's my favorite month of the year in general. So to have all this stuff happen and to do two episodes a week, it's going to be beautiful. So uh, here's to hoping for some awesome playoff baseball. Well said. Enjoy enjoy the playoffs, everybody, and we'll, we'll see you next week. And before we get out of here, a special thank you to the band Stick Figure for allowing us to use today's intro and outro music. Son